Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Gavin. And we have a special treat for you today. We're with the creators of the animated short film In a Heartbeat. Welcome aboard, guys. We're so happy to have you. We have Esteban and Beth. How are you guys today? Good. Uh, We're good. Yeah, doing great. excited. (laughs) Awesome. We're we're so pleased that you guys were able to come on with us. You know, we, we caught wind of you know this short that you guys created on social media i think josh first found it on uh, yeah tumblr. Found, found it on tumblr and immediately we were like "Ooh, we have to see this we were so excited from it the moment it, it really kind of it, it really broke my heart just a little bit because like i went and saw that there was a kickstarter i was like oh sweet there's a kickstarter and it ended in december and i was like oh yeah God. we missed out on that <laughs> <I> just missed it <laughs> we, we would have contributed but we were too late <laughs> thanks yeah, yeah. We've, we've uh a lot of people have told us about like they wish they knew about the kickstarter before but yeah yeah, uh, we were we were a bit crestfallen, but uh, we were happy to see that you guys made it. So uh, to start off, why don't you guys uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourselves? Like, who are you? Uh, okay, um, go ahead, Esteban. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm Esteban. I come from uh, Mexico, Mexico City. I was born and raised there. Um, I, I don't know how, how in detail should I go about <laughs> telling him about <laughs> as much as you yeah, want, yeah, however much you want to go into detail. If you want to start off, you know, what you did in second grade, you can start off with what you did in second grade. Um, well, <laughs> that might be a long story, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I, uh, always, I, I was kind of like the artist in my family just because I was, a. Uh, I'm a triplet, and both of my I have Ooh. a brother and a sister, both my age, and I was kind of like the artistic one. So eventually, um, I, I didn't actually like know that I was going to study anything like in art. Um, it wasn't until I actually like someone was like, "Okay, you got to make a decision on what you're going to do a career on," that I came to terms uh, with that. Just because I had like lots of different interests, um, mm-hmm. I started actually animation an animation program in a uh pro- in, in mexico but then i didn't really like it and then i dropped out after a semester and i decided to go to ringling just because uh you come out like making a short film and that was always like a really appealing idea just because that's mm-hmm. very, very unheard of and you made it make it all yourself so that's how i ended up in ringling wow awesome yeah. Beth? Um, yeah. Hi. Um, I'm Beth. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I have four brothers, and I'm the only girl in my family, and so 
that was a really fun way to grow up. Um, yeah, they're all really like like into video games and and uh, sports and computers and all that kind of cool stuff. But I was yeah, I was the the artsy kid in my family too. Um, yeah, so I, I always really enjoyed like drawing and like cartoons and stuff. And I knew that I definitely wanted to go into art like as a little kid. Um, I didn't really know that animation was like the path I would end up taking. I was thinking more comics was kind of my thing. But like, I definitely really love like filmmaking and drawing and everything like that. And so it was like a really nice like path to follow. And yeah, and I wound up at Ringling, made a short film. And now I'm here. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good time. Nice. So since you guys come from two very different places, I assume you met at Ringling. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We met our freshman year there. Okay. So did, did you guys just become friends and decide to work on this project together? Or were you assigned to each other? How did that uh, kind of come about? Um, yeah, we were, we were friends um, basically the whole time that we were in school. And then junior year, you kind of like, you decide whether you want to do like a solo film or if you want to team up with people. And we decided to try to team up together. And we just sort of found out that like we have really similar like taste as far as like filmmaking style and like artistic style and storytelling and that kind of thing. So it, mm -hmm. yeah, it wound up working out really well. Nice. So, so uh, what, what are some of your like animation influences? Um, as in uh, works or like uh, animators, uh, just like Either general, one. like both works, yeah. animation, like animated, you know, uh, works. Well, for me, I always grew up um, watch. I, I looked up, I looked forward always to watching Saturday and Sunday morning kind of like cartoons in which like the Looney Tunes would be playing. So I I really love those, and I think a lot of my um, animation style is based or or at least like it, it has a lot of influence on that because it's like a lot of like timing and the musicality of it and also mm -hmm. the lack of dialogue in a lot of them um and that's actually something that beth and i had like uh agreed on from the very beginning that we didn't want to tell a story with dialogue uh that was one of like the um things that we we kind of like resonated to um and between other things, I did also like grow up watching like Disney films. I loved, you know, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Lion King, um, and yeah, Pixar, Pixar films, of course, <laughs> The Incredibles. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much how I grew up. Mm -hmm. Nice. We 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 just wrapped up our uh, Incredibles episode, which comes out on Monday. So awesome. oh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> so so Beth, what about you? What what influences you animation wise? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty similar story. Like I would watch mm -hmm. um, cartoons all the time as a kid. I really loved like the shows that were on Disney Channel, like Kim Possible and like Proud Family. Like I loved those shows. Um, yeah, and, like, uh, there were a lot of, like, Warner Brothers cartoons that I really enjoyed. Like, um, Cats Don't Dance was, like, my favorite movie when I was a kid. I was, like, obsessed nice. with that. Yeah. That was a good one. That's and um, We, we yeah. also just did a Cats Don't Dance episode yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Very yeah, nice. I love that movie. Um, yeah, so, like, just, like, really, like, cartoony kind of animation was, like, something I really loved mm -hmm. and... And then, like, filmmaking and everything. Like, I loved, like, Brad Bird's films. So, like, The Incredibles and, like, Iron Giant yeah. was a huge fave. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> awesome. So, 
you guys met at college. You're in animation. Like, how did the idea for this short film spark? Like, what was the genesis of this short film that you guys created? Well, um, we actually, um, the idea of someone's heart popping out of the chest came from a friend of ours. Uh, her name is Hannah Lee. Um, and, uh, well, initially, actually, actually, it was between a boy and a girl. It was a boy whose mm -hmm. heart popped out of his chest. But um, actually, I didn't want to do a love story. I knew, like, going into Ringling that I didn't want to do a love story. And mm -hmm. I ended up uh, making one. But <laughs> the reason why I decided to, it was because when we decided to change it to same-sex uh, love, that resonated with me. And I completely mm -hmm. believed in that story from the very beginning and really wanted uh, to tell that story. So that's why we decided on taking that route. And um, yeah, she, she let us, gave us the permission to uh, run with the idea. And that's, that's how it ended up being. Well, that, that was the beginning of it. Yeah, nice. yeah, and and definitely like getting to work on a story that focused on like a crush between like same gender and everything like mm -hmm. like that we felt was like a like kind of thing that we wish we could have like seen when we were younger and that we think mm -hmm. like had the potential to be like like meaningful to other people as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we we just really liked that like we had kind of like a nice window to work with that would like let us use this subject in like a way that was really like innocent and sweet and lighthearted and like, yeah, that it could potentially like be something that was important to us. So yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think of it sometimes also as what it would be sort of a, a letter to our younger selves. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah. Cause that's kind of what we wish we had growing up. So that's something we always, I think, kept in mind and what kept us going while making the film. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So uh, without any sort of like major spoilers or anything, can you tell us a little bit about our two main characters, uh, Jonathan and Sherwin? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so Sherwin is just your standard, awkward, super goofy little kid who he's like just sort of coming into himself and like, you know, he doesn't really, like, feel comfortable with, like, anything about himself. He feels, like, awkward all the time and, and everything. But he, you know, he's a passionate little kid. Um, he's about, I think they're, like, 13 or 14 years old. Um, so they're at that age where, you know, you start having crushes that are, like, mm -hmm. the most important and most awful, horrible thing you can go through kind of a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's just, like, yeah, a really shy kid. Um, and Jonathan is uh, just cool guy, like coolest kid in school, super sleek, super smooth, good at everything, smart. <laughs> yeah, just the kind loves of kid apples. that, yeah, loves apples, <laughs> loves reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a kid. That is excellent. Important. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys have planned for the film I, I i think you know i i understand that you guys are trying to get it into film festivals and things like that like what is kind of the outlook for this short film like what exposure is it going to get uh, you know ultimately how can we see this film um you, you mean like when, when it's uh going to come out or what plans do we have for it after it comes out 
Yeah, both. Like, what what kind of is the the future for this short film right now? Well, we were actually planning on releasing it um, during June, and that we ended up um, extending the release date. Uh, we never like set it down a, a date in stone, just because we did submit like the film. The film is already done. We're, we we mm-hmm. like submitted to like a bunch of. Uh, festivals and then we've just like been advised from different people to wait off a little bit on releasing it just because some festivals might not want to uh, play uh, the short or or select the short for the festival if it's already available online for for all to see um, so we just like uh, want to make sure that it does not uh, hinder its run through the festival circuit Mm-hmm. We do want to try to like release it as soon as possible, but we haven't like set down a date. So uh, that's something that we're currently working on right now. Um, uh, Beth, you want to say about like future plans and stuff? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like we haven't um, talked too in depth about like what to do with the characters or like if the project will become anything bigger. But that's definitely something that we really are interested in. Like we loved working on this film, and we know that like. Um, like the film is four minutes and six seconds long, um, and mm-hmm. people have told us many times that they wish it was longer, and we're like, yeah, so do we. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so you know, like the idea of like making it something else, even if it's just like a slightly longer short film, like we like that idea. Um, but like, yeah, there's no like real, real plan to actually put that into action right now. But it's something that we mm-hmm. hope we can like keep talking about and everything. Um, in the future, right. yeah. So, it, what if uh, let's let's uh, fast forward? Mm-hmm. Um, the f- the film maybe has some success at some festivals. Uh, the release is successful, um, and a major studio or a television studio comes to you and says, "Hey, we'd like to work this into a feature film or even an ongoing series." Like, is that something you guys would jump on or would you be a little more protective of it and want to kind of, you know, do your own thing with it? How, how do you guys feel about the possibilities of those types of opportunities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would be like crazy awesome <laughs> if someone approached us <laughs> like that. Um, I think like it is we've talked about that and like we do think like it's important that we do have some like creative say in it mm-hmm. and everything. Um and it would be, like, important to us that we know that the film and, like, the subject of the film would be, like, handled really gracefully and everything. And that, like, it wouldn't compromise it in, like, making it too goofy or even making it, like, too overdramatic or, like, anything like that. Like, yeah, that it would be handled in a way that sort of, like, justifies the subject matter and everything. Yeah, we wanted... Um especially just like the tone that we set for the film there are some like i I, I guess guidelines that we set for ourselves uh that we didn't want for example for the short to be preachy at the very and and like there's not much like opportunity for that in our film It, it, it uh of course like the subject matter is there but there is never even like dialogue for other characters to kind of uh say anything about like the subject uh, we kind of just really wanted to present what it was growing up for us being um, LGBT. So, uh, and that was what it was important for us. So, I, I guess staying attached to the project would be a cool idea. But we really think that someone 
that no one can tell an LGBT story better than someone who has actually experienced it. So we would look for an opportunity that would would stay true to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, um, for the like for like the main story of this, like, what's the message that you guys want to convey with the story? Um, I mean, mostly it's just that you know this happens and that it's a normal thing that people go through because like the the short itself really is like a pretty like straightforward kind of crush story it just has like an added layer due to the fact that he has a crush on another boy um but like we mostly just wanted to make something that like allowed people to feel like i guess affirmation in a way that like what they're feeling is like it happens and it's totally normal and it's like Mm -hmm. really common and everything too that yeah it's mostly just that yeah this is normal and that yeah there's no like crazy preachy thing going on underneath it it's just yeah this happens yeah we want it yeah i like that um i like that it it comes across so positive and like you said not preachy Mm -hmm. that I hope it has a positive influence, you know, in that in the world of animation, because, you know, there's a lack of that message, you know, in animated things. And, you know, we were just so tickled by it when we first saw it that we we were just excited. And I think it comes across in the short little trailer that you guys have provided. And, you know, if, if the rest of the film is like that, man, I just think it's a great positive force that I hope has influence. Yeah, I think um, it was important for us to to be able to stay with this message. Just basically, it's okay, um, mm-hmm. and also, and because that is mostly like for the audience that would be able to identify themselves with, like directly. I still feel like other people can identify themselves with that because you know, just because you have a crush doesn't mean that you don't want to like hide it. Um, I think also one of the things or messages that we wanted to put out there and for people to understand um, is for non-LGBT or or just, uh, yeah, members of of society to understand that and to have a better, um, I guess, understanding of what it is like growing up like that. That it's something that can't be helped, I think, because the heart pops out of his chest and it's like dragging the boy towards like the the other boy and the other like Sherwin can't even like help that. Um, so yeah, we, we just want to show it as I, th- I think it, it's a metaphor of what it is like the heart actually not being able to contain that and to make it uh, move in the direction that you want to and kind of accepting that and telling people that it's okay. Nice. And, and I and I like that we're slowly starting to get there, too. I mean, it's finally starting to where you can have uh, same-sex couples in animation now. Like, we had it in... Uh, we had it briefly in... in uh, uh, the, What's that like a film? Oh, um, Paranorman. Paranorman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it a little bit in uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, mm-hmm. uh, Storks. So it, it's nice that we're You're getting... flashes of it. Yeah, flashes of it. But, hey... Yeah. Uh, Ten years ago, we wouldn't have had anything, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's it's nice that you know every like, these are starting to come out. Sure, I agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it's it's like small progress, and we're definitely hoping that you know something will jumpstart a little bit bigger progress. But yeah, I mean, it, it is mm-hmm. really great to see like same sex couples just existing in animated films and animated TV shows. 
Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. So what are you guys up to now? You know, this film's kind of complete. What projects are you guys working on currently? Well, um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am uh, currently at Blue Sky Studios, and I'm going to be working here, like, well, as an animation intern, and then I'm going to start a story trainee program. Um, so my plan right now is just, like, sticking uh, at Blue Sky and hopefully get hired for a full-time position later. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, um, I'm at um, Jib Jab Studios. I'm working on um, a TV show called Storybots. It's really cute. Um, and then in the fall, I'm planning to head up to Sony for a bit um, to work with them as an animator. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Exciting. That's mm-hmm. great. Uh, I have a side question, kind of off topic for Esteban. So being from Mexico, I'm wondering if you can tell us like what animation industry, if any, really exists in Mexico, because I don't think either of us are aware of, you know, things that are coming out of Mexico that are animated. Is there is there an output coming from Mexico right now? Um, yeah, I mean, there are some studios around. I, I know that um, they kind of struggle in the financial aspect. Uh, there is a film, I think, that was premiered at Annecy that's called uh, Anna y Bruno, which is about, I think, a little, like, goblin uh, and a girl in this kind of, like, mental hospital. I think one of the reasons why they struggled also, like, with finance, uh, with finance is because it's a kind of a different sort of theme that you would see in, in, um, in, in, in animated films. And mm-hmm. I, I talked with the directors once, and that's what they wanted. To, they didn't want to do a children's film. They just like wanted to do kind of like a more macabre sort of animated mm-hmm. film. Uh, and I know a lot of like studios were involved in that. And there's Anima Studio. I think that's one of like the biggest ones in Mexico. They came out with one within the world of Oz. That was oh yeah. They they also do a lot of 2D kind of flash animation, but yeah, the output is not as great as I uh, wish it were. And the industry, it's it it is there, and there are like a lot of like college programs, but I think it still has definitely ways to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're always keeping our eye out for international animation. We watch. We obviously get a lot, obviously from Japan and some things from Europe, but I'd love to see more things from Mexico and South America places like that because they do they bring in different themes and you know they they approach they tend to approach things from a different you know worldview and perspective so it just gives a little variety to the landscape and I'm always on the lookout for for new things from international animation yeah for sure um I I do hope that uh the, the industry does does flourish a little bit more I think it's just, like I said, the finance. And it's not really, like, well-known, I guess, because I, growing up, didn't know that, as, as well as other people that I've talked to, like, in the U.S., but, like, being an animator was something that was completely out of my... Like, I didn't even dream of it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unheard of. Um, actually, there's no one in my family who really is in the artistic field. So I guess that's one of the reasons why it took me a while to like realize that animation was the path that I wanted to go in, and then I wanted to try out things in Mexico. But yeah, I think th- there's a lot of 
uh, still more artistic development that needs to go uh, needs to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to? Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I was waiting on Kevin. You, you were looking at. I thought you had a question. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this is a part that Josh will edit out. <laughs> nah, we'll yeah yeah we'll, we'll it, cut it. It'll be fun. It'll be on the blooper reel and the bonus features. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. It was it was really it was a really fun interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a great time. Thank you. <laughs> now, now where can everybody find you guys like social media wise? Um, we have a Facebook page, um, Facebook slash in a heartbeat 2017. Um, and we have a Tumblr blog for the film. That's um, in a heartbeat dash film dot Tumblr dot com. And um, both of us have Instagrams. Um, I think it's just both of our names, like Beth David and Esteban Bravo. Mm-hmm. We're both on Instagram. Um, I, think yeah. I think there's like slight variations of our names, but yeah, but <laughs> you'll find us eventually. <laughs> yeah, you guys were really easy to find on Instagram. So I think if if our audience just types in your name, so they'll, they'll yeah, get and, you. and and we'll put everything in the links too. Okay, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we are are big fans of you guys already. I think you guys are going to have awesome careers and I'm looking forward to see what else, you know, you guys have in store for us. But, you know, whenever you guys announce the release date of In a Heartbeat, we will definitely be letting our audience know so that they can all partake in that. Um, And yeah, thank you guys so much for chatting with us today. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll be looking forward also to the uh, the Incredibles podcast that will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. What so is that? For All the right. end. Now, uh, I got, got a quick question. Um, I saw that you guys have, like, there's a red bubble that's for In a Heartbeat. Is that, like, an official one for you guys? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That's our um, red bubble for, like, shop stuff. Like, we've got um, a t shirt on there. There's some posters, prints, stickers, like that kind of stuff. And we'll hopefully be adding things to it. Like, we want to make some more because it's fun. And yeah. But um, yeah, that is our, our shop. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Go I wanted to make merch, sure that I was everybody. actually supporting you guys and not like supporting some other person. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for bringing That's it awesome. up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Gavin, where can everybody find you? Well, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at Animate Podcast. On our website, AnimationStationPodcast.com. You can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. We've worked so hard on that. That's our first time we've done that right. <laughs> it, finally, it finally worked. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, thanks so much for coming on. It was, it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's, yeah, it was good talking. <laughs> All right. So for the Animation Station Podcast, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Oh, I'm Beth. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. It was it was like forty five seconds one time, so it's totally fine. Yeah, you guys are well under average. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Station podcast. 
Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 